0: welcome to this week's Friday takeaway. I'm Abigail Summerfield and I'm Chantelle Morton.
1: Welcome as always it's great to be back in the studio and as always we are thrilled to be joined by a fabulous guest. Joe Dalton, welcome. Founder of JD and Co, investor, board advisor and mentor. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So where do we start? This is a, a you're such a great guest to have with us today. I think um let's start with JD and Co. This is a really important it's your baby. Tell yeah. us about how this started. How did that seed grow? How did you get this to where you wanted it to be?
2: Well, I've been working in the corporate world um lone female on leadership teams, uh, the, the usual MO, and realised that I just couldn't do it anymore and that I had to uh, set up something or a business that I actually wanted to work in. So um, you do reach that point in life when you realise you're actually unemployable in in the corporate world of sort of old school, uh, pale male stale environments, as we call them. So uh, set up JD & Co really on a whim, no plan from my bedroom. um, And fast forward 11 years Uh, we've hired over 500, uh, board members, uh, members of the C-suite, co-founders of some of the best and well-known brands in the world. Um, So it's been an incredible journey and really proud of it.
1: How, how did you have this idea of wanting to invest in
2: people? Where
1: did that come from? Um, I
2: think, I think I... I had no career plan (laughs) but if uh you do lots and lots of jobs when you're really young which is always my advice to anybody like go and do 10 completely different jobs and 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 working with people um it was the first job I sort of landed in and I thought oh I actually really enjoy this but I'm also quite good at it Mm. and I'm being paid to do it and that was the moment Um, and just that that idea of wanting to help people grow and flourish and become the best version of
1: themselves how did you surround yourself with the people that were going to
2: get JD and co to where you wanted it to be That's that's a really interesting question because um, the recruitment industry, let's be frank, is got the most terrible reputation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hassly, sales driven, Mm -hmm. full of uh, you know, white boys trying to sell you, hassle Mm -hmm. you into to roles. And so I thought, if I'm going to do this, how am I going to do it differently? The two things I hate Mm -hmm. are commission led environments um and sales mm. so can i actually set up a business without of these these two things mm. so i did everybody thought i was bonkers um because you can't hire um non salespeople because how are you going to win any business and so i decided to focus on uh, m- most of my early employees were amazing um working parents uh mostly women that i could relate to as a single parent that i knew um whatever happened I got everything done in the day yeah. so i thought i'll hire like minds and i'll train them up myself so um i went for the absolute opposite skill set and types of people that are in the industry and i'm so proud that um some of them have been with me ever since so homegrown yeah. long tenure yeah. i think that's how you do it and having no sales in environment no marketing. We haven't spent a penny on marketing. We just thought let's just fixate on delivering on our first project and get recommended to one person, and we did. And that's been it ever since. One hundred percent of the work that we that we deliver on is recommended or referred to us. Amazing. Yeah. Um. What would
1: you say your superpowers are as a businesswoman?
2: Oh, um, I think in the environment that I work in, which is... um, founders disrupting their industry, uh, defining, creating brand new categories from scratch. Um, I think working with a huge amount of ambiguity all of the time and constant change and just understanding the founder's vision, enough to be able to work with my team and now I don't even need to do that they do it very well on their own Um, and then knowing okay roughly we're going in this direction until in three hours it changes but having that sewn into the DNA of your business so that you're used to and if you think about the next 10 years and the amount of change that we are going to be faced with mm-hmm. is one of the biggest uh, superpowers i think anybody can have is just that ability to work amongst the craziness
0: yeah and picking up on the 10 year um, projection is there anything that you kind of forecast is there anything that you might foresee coming our way
2: um i i i, I I don't want to talk about too many of the things because I think that everybody finds the future really scary. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I would say is that if you're not a natural optimist, um, it's, it is going to be a really scary place. The rate of innovation that we're looking at mm-hmm. right now with AI and um, and it, the automation of, of lots of the things that are around us right now, lack of of resources um and misinformation um guiding some of the decisions that we're making but i think the 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 focus has got to be on being more human as technology ai starts to take over we've mm. got to be as human as possible
0: and sorry to ask a stupid question but what does it mean to be more human
2: um no it's not a stupid question I challenge myself on that and the people around me all the time I think as a leader I think there's a we've got to bring our authentic selves um into the workplace every day we've got to be vulnerable we've got to show empathy we you know EQ is um the, the most important skill that any leader is gonna have. Um and for me that's that's being more human, mm-hmm. feeling more, not less. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a really good takeaway to feel more, not less. I think from a leadership, sorry, just coming back to the teams as well, I wanted to pick up on when you were talking about really being able to develop your teams. How did you do that? What was your first port of call? How did you be able to sort of glean your skill set or get them to the point that you said, I don't actually need to be with them. They're
2: just going to run things on their own. I think there, there are two types of leaders and there are the ones that take a huge amount of time to build trust with their with their team and uh, there are those that give it instantly and if i go through an interview process and i say this to all of the leaders that i work with as well don't use the first six months or three months probation as an extended interview Once I've made a a decision to hire somebody, um, I give them 100% trust from day one. Mm. And then I believe in them more than they believe in themselves. Mm. And it's... Mm -hmm about helping them become the best versions of themselves. If you talk to my team, I'm sure they'll say, you know, i have been thrown into the scariest situations. Um, but it's because I know they can do it. I believe in them. And it's a bit like a, bike with stabilizers i feel like i'm the stabilizers each side but i know they're going to get to the other end Mm. i'm just there if uh they need to sense check something and they've got to get those battle scars otherwise then they're not going to be they're not going to be useful in life so they need to learn and grow that's really refreshing
1: um for you to even kind of acknowledge that as a as a leader um what else do you think um in terms of other uh, industries in this country do you think leaders need to do to be able to take more risks with their with their teams in terms of what industries need to take yeah more risks? what do you think what, what do you think will better
2: this country <sighs> businesses in this country we we've, we've yeah I've, i'm glad you clarified businesses because <laughs> i was going to have a whole conversation about <laughs> politics yeah, then yeah, when we, we, won't, go, we won't we won't go, go there so, today I mean,
1: that's what we're here for to,
2: yeah. to, to uh, talk about you and your kind
1: of your insight really and your overview of what you think is kind of happening we've talked just then about 10 years seems like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a gazillion years away but even just in the next six months
2: this time next year what do you think I think if you work in a corporate or a big company right now, mm-hmm. look at some of the ways in which startups can innovate without mm-hmm. all of the the baggage that big companies have um, the history of um, and that that red tape that stops them being agile and stops mm. them innovating, and um, you can see so many industries that just don't exist anymore because they didn't see what was around the corner. So, I think lots of leaders of bigger companies can um, just spend some time in a startup. Take away, there, there are lots of people in what I do when I'm hiring leaders into startups you can see in somebody's eye if they've got the passion and they've got the capability to work without an entourage. Because sometimes if you've been in a big corporate, you're used to having a department that does this, a department does that. And when you take that all away, some people, and I've worked with them, I've pulled people out of big companies and they just cannot deliver without having a big team around them. So I think everybody should go and do that. And at the moment, lots of business leaders should look at the disruptive category Mm. definers to um, see where their next opportunity is. I think that's really good advice. Can we ask you about something that you're deeply
1: passionate about, which is uplifting women in senior roles? Tell
2: us about that. Oh yes it it really does help me at uh, my age get out of bed in the morning and get motivated because um, I just want to be the role model that I didn't have when um, I was growing up and when I was starting out in my career and so for me it's about um, lifting up all of the women around me so for me if I'm working with any uh, service providers, or if I'm buying a product, I, I go out of my way to try and buy products and services, check out an amazing website set up by my friend Sahar called Buy Women Build. And on there, any product that you might want to buy, it's purely for products that have been built by women, so maybe you haven't got the money to invest in them, mm. uh, maybe you haven't got the time to mentor them, mm. but at least you can buy their product. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just helping. I it's taken me a long time in my career to get where I am. You know, I always talk about, imagine a snakes and ladders board. Imagine there's no ladders. The dice has got the number one on every face um, and there's lots of snakes. You know, that's my career and that's the board that like I'd had to land on every single square to get where I am. Mm -hmm. If I can just help one woman um, put one ladder up or just give them a dice with a six on it (laughs) so that they can just go a little bit further. That's always how I think about it in my head. Fantastic.
1: Can we just ask you now about another major passion of yours, which is you, you say that you like to give back to the entrepreneurial ecosystem. What does that mean for you, Jo?
2: I think um, there's some brilliant organisations doing some great work to champion uh, UK entrepreneurship. I've been a judge for the Great British Entrepreneur Awards for eight years now, mm-hmm. um, but I still don't think that there is enough done to showcase and highlight all the different types of entrepreneurs that there are doing really amazing things. Um in the UK Um, when I set my business up um, I'm as I said I'm really passionate about innovation and disruption Mm -hmm. Um, and it was quite a cliquey ecosystem that I had to as a woman really nudge my way into Um, and it's got a lot better now at the moment um, when I set up JD & Co, I didn't work with a single um, diverse client at all. Um, Ten years on, uh, this year, um, 80% of our clients right now are women, which amazing. is amazing. But um, there's still a lot of work to do. And for me, everybody talks about DEI for my philosophy on this is quite straightforward because I'm quite a simple person and it's include everybody and that's uh, what I would like to see Uh, the entrepreneurial ecosystem in the UK do a lot more of uh, diversity of thought. We've got all this innovation coming. And if we just keep this little clique of people creating the AI tools that we'll be using, create the the apps that will be helping us navigate our way around London, our way around uh, our lives, are all created by one niche, then they're only gonna serve one type of audience and and a whole part of society is gonna miss out. Mm
1: -hmm longevity in business authentic leadership
2: words that we know you
1: love yeah um how is that going to play out do you think for you and for
2: again for businesses i'm i'm really pleased to think to see that things like, um, rather than regeneration in our soil and in nature, but regenerative leadership is mm. really starting to come onto people's radars, and that whole idea of building sustainable business practices around you uh for me sustainability and longevity go Mm -hmm. hand in hand because we have a real problem of wisdom wastage um in business Mm -hmm. and when you get to a certain age and you've spent the last 25 years seeing people make the same mistakes over and over again mm-hmm. we have to do something to recycle that wisdom back into the ecosystem so that we don't keep making the same mistakes mm-hmm. the challenge is that if the ageism starts within my ecosystem of tech-fueled startups and Mm scale-ups disrupting categories at 29. the average age of a founder is 38 so imagine you are someone in your 50s and 60s how are you ever going to be uh, able to recycle that wisdom mm. and and work with those founders because you're going to be rejected mm. by the the you know the mothership. You're not going to be able to get in. So longevity for me is about maintaining my relevance, maintaining my energy, mm. maintaining my ability to be able to work with lots of first time founders mm-hmm. and and help my peers and all the people around me um whether it's uh looking at your career your purpose or the community that you're in and your health do whatever you can to stay relevant stay healthy mm-hmm. focus on your purpose so mm-hmm. that you can recycle wisdom that
1: um Recycling your wisdom is a really powerful thing to talk about from um, a uh, just self uh, um, understanding to be able to realize that you have that wisdom and not to be kind of sidelined. That's really hard to do if you are like you've called the mothership is rejecting mm-hmm. you. How do you think people can kind of really tap into that and know they're
2: I think. Uh, to to be a founder or to be a leader generally mm-hmm. you have to have a huge amount of self awareness yeah. so that's the that's the starting point but then it's about making sure that you are always keeping your finger on the pulse, Mm. talking about things that are actually going on right now. My bugbear is when I look um, at somebody's online brand um, and there's an article or there's something they were talking about 10 years ago that's been picked up on Google and they're aligned to a really outdated piece of leadership thinking or an outdated piece of technology. And so it's about aligning yourself with uh, tomorrow's mission not yesterday's yeah. and making sure that you understand that you have a huge amount to give in the second half of your life you know I always talk about first half of your life is climbing your first mountain anybody in the second half of their life we have a service that we need to give which is being of service to the ecosystem and giving back
1: Oh, my goodness. Joan, what's next?
2: Uh, for for me, I've spent a long time, as I say, that snakes and ladders board analogy. And so longevity is something I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And if you look at people like Brian Johnson, who is spending $2 billion a year to reverse his biological age so he can live to 150. If you actually look around, most of the thought leaders on longevity are... Uh, exited tech bros that um, are now focusing on this area. So I want to try and create a space for everybody to understand the simple things that you can do to take care of yourself, live longer, so that we can hopefully um, have more time on this planet um, doing good and recycling wisdom and um, making the place a little bit wiser.
1: Joe, can you tell us a little bit again about your passion of investing in female founders? Tell us about that.
2: Yes, it's something I started doing a few years ago and um, it's something I'm passionate about, but it's also something I felt absolutely compelled to do Um, if you are not aware of some of the stock statistics out there um, and it hasn't got any better over the last four or five years um, and that is that at the moment only 2p in every pound that is invested into UK businesses goes to female founded Businesses. Um, And if you are a black female founder, it's actually 0.1p in every pound. It's absolutely disgusting. And so um, we have to change this because um, not only are brilliant female founded businesses not getting the funding, but important products and services for females are being overlooked Mm -hmm. because your natural uh, preference is to invest in things that you can personally resonate with and that you get oh I know how that works I get it I'll give you my money Mm -hmm. so things like menopause and uh all sorts of products that are suddenly coming to the forefront and that is because we're starting to invest and for me investing is not just investing my money um, but all of the investments that I make I try to be an investor plus so I will give them as much of my time and energy and connections and support and cheerleading as I possibly can. And I encourage you to seek out angel networks. I'm part of the Elmer Angels Network Mm -hmm. where we focus on investing in females and underrepresented groups. And there are lots of similar organizations. So go check them out.
1: Yeah, fantastic
0: brilliant well thank you so much for your time it's been such a joy having you here and um i've learned a lot just listening to you for the last few minutes that we've had together uh yeah so please do contact us if you'd like to follow up hello at fridaytakeaway.com or check us out on FridayTakeaway.com on our website get in contact continue the conversation it's a really important conversation today thank you so much for joining us huge jo. thank you amazing thank you